Who can find a virtuous wife, for her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts in her, so he will have no lack of gain. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Welcome to the celebration of life for Susan Crawford, a Proverbs 31 woman. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to honor a sister, a wife, a mother, a woman of God. We pray, Lord, that you'd use this service to inspire and comfort. Lord, may the example of this dear one be used to motivate us to move forward, following her example for years to come, till you should call us home. Thank you for her life. Thank you for her testimony. Thank you for her gifts. Thank you for her ministry, and thank you, Lord, for her legacy and her family. Lord, we ask for your blessing upon this service. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, Kathy Andrus is coming to read scripture. Psalms 103 from the Passion Translation. King David's Song of Praise. With my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow and wonder and love before you, the holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. You're a God who makes things right, giving justice to the defenseless. You unveiled to Moses your plans and showed Israel's sons what you could do. Lord, you're so kind and tender-hearted to those who don't deserve it. And so patient with people who fail you, your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. Higher than the highest heavens, that's how high your tender mercy extends. Greater than the grandeur of heaven above is the greatness of your loyal love, towering over all who fear you and bow down before you. Farther then from a sunrise to a sunset, that's how far you've removed our guilt from us. The same way a loving father feels toward his children. But that's a sample of your tender feelings toward us. Your beloved children who live in awe of you. You know all about us, inside and out. You were mindful that we are made of dust. Our days are few and our momentary beauty so swiftly fades. But Lord, your endless love stretches from one eternity to the other. Unbroken and unrelenting toward those who fear you and those who bow face down in awe before you. 
Your faithfulness to keep every gracious promise you've made passes from parents to children to grandchildren and beyond. You are faithful to those who follow your ways and keep your word. God's heavenly throne is eternal, secure, and strong, and his sovereignty rules the entire universe. So bless the Lord, all his messengers of power, for you are his mighty heroes who listen intently to the voice of his word to do it. Bless and praise the Lord, you mighty warriors, ministers who serve him well and fulfill his desires. I will bless and praise the Lord with my whole heart. Let all his works throughout the earth, wherever his dominion stretches, let everything bless the Lord.
Father, I just thank you for the life that Susan led, and I just thank you that she was a good and faithful servant to you, Father. I thank you for her giving heart and her giving spirit, and that up until her last day, she did nothing but serve you. Father, I thank you for your love, and I thank you for putting Susan in everyone's life here today. Thank you, Father Jesus. My name is Deborah Cuellar, and I am Susan's bestie. She always called me that. And I want to thank the Crawford family for allowing me to be part of the service. Thank you. I really appreciate it because I loved her. I'm going to read her obituary, and then I just have a few remarks, a little couple of stories uh, to tell on her. Okay. November 12, 1954, in humble beginnings in Vernon, Texas, a beautiful baby girl, Susan Charlene Fennell, was born to her parents, Reverend Wayne Wyatt Fennell and Imogene Josephine Talley Fennell. Susan was part of a large family, including five siblings, Carl, Michael, Deline, Clay, and Sam, and Mr. Dillon's, the family dog. The family moved several times in her childhood from Texas to California, Oregon, and Washington. She graduated from Marysville High School in Marysville, Washington in 1972. Susan moved to Portland, Oregon to attend Conqueror's Bible College, where she, there she met lifelong friends. While in college, Susan loved singing and her choir group and met her stud muffin, Stephen Crawford, shortly after college on September 13, 1975, in Great Falls, Montana, they were lovingly married and shared 45 years together. They were the proud parents of Jason and Shannon. Susan put thousands of miles on her Suburban, driving each child to their activities and sporting events. Quite the enthusiast, cheering her kids on and supporting them in their passions and at times had to sit in the car because she cheered so loudly for her kids. That was her. When asked her dream, she would say, to help my kids get established, with Mama Bear devotion, she advocated for and fought for her kids, championing each in their dreams. Steve, Susan and Steve have been successful business owners for over 40 years. While owning their business in California, they were active members of Harbor Chapel Church and had a powerful Bible study fellowship group with other business owners, praying each week for the needs of their families and businesses. In 2006, after much prayer, they decided to sell their home and business in California, relocating to Texas. They fell in love with the delightful community of Granbury, Texas, which has been their home for over 13 years. Susan was known for making the world beautiful with her gift of interior design, and she enjoyed creating new themes for her Christmas decorations every year. And she put her elf, Stephen, to work in helping her transform their home into a Christmas wonderland every year. And it was gorgeous every year. As the ultimate hostess, she loved entertaining and frequently invited new people to holiday events to ensure that everyone had somewhere to go. Owning apartments in Fort Worth, Susan and Stephen loved their employees like family. Susan enjoyed inviting the ladies to the annual church Christmas tea party where she enjoyed decorating her table with elaborate decor. As a child, Susan dreamed of being a missionary and getting to travel the world. In college, she enjoyed mission trips to South Korea and New York City. 
Susan touched many lives by being involved in charities supporting her local community, donating to missionaries all over the world, and helping fund people fulfilling in their calling. Countless lives have been touched by Susan, both locally and globally, through her gift of generosity and love. Even to her last days on earth, she was so excited on the days when she was able to muster her strength to sit in the office to write checks to her missionaries, ensuring they had their donation money. And I was a witness to that. That was her first thought. She didn't, she said, if I can't do my books, I can send off to the missionaries because they need the money. That was really important to her. She was an active member of Generations Church, the Spice Girls, Newcomers, Mad Hatters, <laughs> her neighborhood bunko group, an active member in several Bible study groups, and loved serving as chaplain for the Granbury chapter of the Salvation Army, in which she was deployed to serve for several disaster relief projects. She never met a stranger and always wanted everyone to feel included. Everyone who knows Susan knows that she generously invested in people's lives through prayer, financial gifts, purchasing cars, homes, and trips for others. Her love for helping people came from her time spent in church and developing a personal relationship with Jesus that sustained her throughout each of her mountains and valleys of life. Susan was never one to stay idle. She loved traveling to new destinations, embarking on domestic and international adventures by car, plane, train, and ship. Many times she would make the travel arrangements, get Stephen's passport ready, buy his ticket, and they would be on their way to the airport as she filled him in and where they were going. <laughs> she planned countless trips through the years with her family and several girl trips with her besties. She was a fabulous storyteller, a tradition passed down from her mom. She was a phenomenally talented piano player with a beautiful voice. Susan was a woman who loved God, was wise, discerning, playful, hilarious, generous, godly, driven, and a brilliant businesswoman. Susan was preceded in death by her parents, Reverend Wayne and Imogene Fennell, and two brothers, Clay and Carl Fennell. Susan is survived by her husband of 45 years, Stephen Crawford, her son, Jason Crawford of Granbury, Texas, daughter, Dr. Shannon Crawford of Keller, Texas, brothers, Reverend Michael Fennell and Ruth of Fort Worth, Sam Fennell and Cindy of Marysville, Washington, sister, Daylene Barnhill and Reverend Joe of Laurenburg, North Carolina, Sister-in-law, Linda Fennell of Marysville, Washington. Nephews and nieces, Wayne, David, Tanya, Mindy, Carlena, Anthony, Allen, and Christina, as well as a number of great nieces, great nephews, and great, great nieces. Uncles, Charles Talley of Atlas, Arkansas, Roy Talley of Heath, Texas, and Tom Talley of Quinlan, Texas. Other extended family and incredible friends, who brightened her life with their love and willingness to join her in adventures. On October 29, 2020, while at home in Granbury, Texas, with her beloved family singing around her, Susan was wrapped in the arms of Jesus, hearing him say to her, Well done, good and faithful servant. Prior to passing, the Lord gave her a dream of being young and healthy, wearing a beautiful gown with crystals all over it, Always one for upgrades, and Jesus gave Susan the ultimate upgrade with her new address in heaven. 
Susan and I moved to Texas actually the same month. I moved from Texas. She always used to uh, make fun of my Minnesota accident, a um, accent, you know, yeah, sure, yeah, betcha. So <laughs> I didn't quite talk like that, but she would laugh at me. Uh, we met in the sanctuary right over here. We did a Bible study with, that my sister was in charge of. And I was so interested in this, this incredible woman who would ask all these questions. She put my sister on the spot all the time, just kind of nailed her to the wall. But that's the way she was. She just wanted to know everything. Um, Susan was lonely. I was lonely. Um, she, we started talking and got to know one another and discovered that we both enjoyed going to women's conferences together. And she said, would you like to go with me? And I said, oh, yeah. So our first one was Pink Impact at Gateway Church. And that just began years and years of going to many, many conferences together. And we found that we actually could get along when we stayed in a hotel room together, that we didn't kill each other trying to get to the mirror before the other one. So <laughs> actually, it was a match made in heaven. So uh, ours turned out to be a relationship of the heart. Uh, my sister said that it was like Jonathan and David. God knit our hearts together. It was very, very special. And I am so grateful for that. Um, because she, she would invite us for Christmas and Thanksgiving. We, we spent many of them with their family. And we just loved that. And my, my husband said, I really enjoyed, because she would go around the table and she would say, What's your, what, what are you most thankful for? What is your best memory? She would make everyone feel included. She was an amazing conversationalist. And she made everyone feel special. Um, I went through a very, very dark time in in my life. I was dealing with a lot of memories from when I was young. Uh, Susan walked it through with me every step of the way. She never abandoned me. She was always with me. She just loved me through it. And um, she was amazing that way. She always felt like she never did enough, that she really wanted to do something just really so special for God. And what she didn't realize was that her mission God was using Stephen and Susan to be his conduit for finances. What a gift that is, that God can trust you with his money to give to those who need it. And she answered that call every single time. I watched her many, many acts of generosity to many people. I saw her write checks at the drop of a hat. She would just she would engage somebody in conversation. They would talk about a need. We'd walk away. Boom, she was right back at him, and she was giving him money. She was amazing. Um, we got to travel a lot together. That was one of the things that we loved to do. We travel, 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 and. Uh, and we, she actually went on our, I married my husband in 2015. We went on our honeymoon to Israel with our group, and we went to, uh, on a, a tour there. And we went to Jordan. That was uh, Susan's first time on a camel. And, she, and when you get on a camel, they go down, and they go back, and, they, and she goes, Stephen, Stephen, get me up 
me here, Stephen! <laughs> we laughed, we laughed so hard. We went on cruises. We traveled all over the United States and Mexico, from New York, where we freezed our butts off in Times Square, Nashville, all over Texas to New Mexico, where we actually did a zip line. Now, Susan did not like heights. So <laughs> Cindy Neal went down first, and then Susan, I was going to go after Susan, and boy, that little gal had a hard time getting her in that harness, because I think she was starting to think that maybe I don't want to do this. But she got going, and she got in the harness, and all of a sudden I hear this, Jesus, 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 <laughs> all the way down. I was laughing so hard, I didn't even have a chance to get scared myself. It, it, was, it was really fun. Her love of God, oh, yes, and we also went to Oregon, Canada, and to Los Angeles, where we went to Hogwarts Castle, which is not the coolest place to be at Universal City, and we sang Amazing Grace, and that was wonderful. It just, it lit up the place, because it was a pretty dark place. Her love of God and her desire for everyone to be in heaven was one of the biggest parts of Susan. She loved the Lord with her whole heart. And she wants all of us to be in heaven with her. That is her biggest desire. So if you don't know Jesus, if you haven't made him the Lord of your life, or if you walked away from him and you're not serving him now, repent and come back. Because she's going to be the first one there that's going to welcome you. And she's going to say, hey, you got to come and meet my friend Jesus. He's right over here. And she's going to be dancing and so excited that you're there. And that's the one thing that gives me hope, and I can go forward, you know, even though she's not here and I miss her so, so terribly, that I know that I am going to see her again. And that is the most awesome thing in the world. There's a peace I've come to know Though my heart and flesh may fail There's an anchor for my soul I can say it is well Jesus has overcome and the grave is overwhelmed The victory is won He is risen from the dead And I will rise When He calls my name No more sorrow No more pain I will darkness breaks to light and the shadows disappear 
And my faith shall be my eyes Jesus has overcome And the grave is overwhelmed The victory is won He is risen from the dead And I
Hi, I'm Floyd Swenson. Uh, I met Susan on my journey to the Celestial City. Susan was a missionary. Everybody she met, she would point to Jesus. And uh, I just loved her so much as a, such a dear friend. And you know, over the years, uh, Stephen and Susan moved away from where we were living, but we always remained in contact. And when they would come to town, they would visit. We moved to a different state, Stephen and Susan. Such dear friends would come and visit. Every time they were in the state, they would swing by our house and take us to dinner, take us to breakfast, and, and we'd have fellowship. And it was just like it was yesterday, just like we had no time in between. It was like we were always there, and that's the way Susan was. She loved. And it made me think of the scripture, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. Susan was love. Jesus said, these two things fulfill all the commandments. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And love people. Susan loved people. And, you know, the common theme that I see and I've heard from so many others is the, the woman, you explained that she was your bestie. She was my bestie. She was the bestie of, of everyone in this room. She loved. And... Uh, she shone like a light in the universe. And so as I was even driving today, and I was telling Shannon, you driving from Missouri here, my wife would say, why are you smiling? And I just had a, a reflection of the joy that Susan brought into my life and the times that she, she always, how many people did she just make smile all the time? And she was just so... If I could use one word, it would be effervescent. Susan was effervescent, bubbling over. And, uh, and so now the perishable has become imperishable. And she has become like him, pure light. And so uh, I rejoice now. My sadness is I want more. I want it more. And, and I think that's what all of us did. But uh, I'm so grateful that God gave me that gift of Susan as a friend in my life. I'm Cindy. I'm part of that team that got to travel with Susan and have fun with Susan and be blessed by Susan. But I wanted to share a part of Susan that wasn't in the video, and part of that's my fault because I was late getting the pictures. But... I got to go to the Hurricane Michael with Susan. And as soon as we got there, they separated us, and I ended up on a different truck. But every day after we got home, we would all be back in the same place. And I just wanted to share that there was a fun part of Susan, and then there was a Susan that just worked hard. She slept in a tent with me in the freezing cold. <laughs> Uh, we were on a cot, and thankfully, uh, the lead lady, Linda Dow, had told us that we needed to bring an air mattress, and she said that saved her life <laughs> because it, it was rough, but even with the air mattress, but she was a trooper. She, she got up early. She worked hard just like, you know, you and I, and we 
fellowshiped afterwards, and she gave as much love and compassion to those people that were hurting out in the field, and she worked as hard at that as she did when we had fun and played. And even though we were traveling, no one got missed in the restaurant. She didn't know a stranger, and I don't think I ever went anywhere with her that she did not share the gospel with somebody. So we're going to miss her, and we love her, and we're going to see her again. My husband was whispering, two minutes, Yvette, two minutes. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Susan was blessed to be a blessing. Can I get an amen? amen? I'm wearing this outfit today. It represents my nation of Zimbabwe. And I want to say thank you for going to my land, Stephen. I'm wearing this outfit today because it represents her cultural relevance and her desire to make an impact in every nation she went to. And you are right, brother, she was a missionary. And you are right, Susan, she was a servant of Salvation Army. And every one of us have little stories to share of how she impacted our lives. And I just want to give honor today, honoring the effervescence that was in her life that still continues and continues in you, Jason, and continues in you, Shannon. Her legacy is far-reaching. Every place, Stephen, you and your wife trod, you took Jesus with you. And I want to give honor and thanks to that. And today we honor the nations, and we say thank you for receiving our sister and our brother. And may your travels continue, Stephen. You're a missionary too. Maybe not as verbal. But you can get on a camel just as easy as she could. (laughs) Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Janice, and I've worked for Stephen and Susan for next year 30 years. And so many blessings that they have bestowed on me and the other employees has been amazing. And one particular thing that always stands out to me in Susan's goodness was when I was... um, had a beautiful granddaughter who had uh, neuroblastoma cancer. And it was at the same time Susan was fighting the cancer in her eye. And she was praying with me on the phone one day. And she said, and I want you to know that I prayed God to give my blessing to your granddaughter. (laughs) And um, I just, she made me want to strive to be a better person every day. She made things so much fun. And uh, was always gracious about telling us what a good job we did and how much we were appreciated as well as Steve does. And so I'll let it go at that. I love these people so much and my heart's just broken. But I'm not really a public speaker, so thank you for tolerating me. Pastor Robert would say, without Jesus, you just mourn, but with Jesus, you mourn and worship him. And I have to tell a funny, she loved to tell funnies, and she, she told this story one time. She said there were two people at the pearly gates, and one of them said, what do I have to do to get in? And this person behind the pearly gates said, spell dog. 
So they spelled dog, and so she said, what's the next thing? The next person that was there said, well, what do I have to do to get in? And said, spell Czechoslovakia. I loved her. I loved her so much, and she made such an impact on my life. She was there when my precious Gideon went home to be with the Lord, and she wore his favorite color. It was red, and I just—I know we're all going to see her someday soon. By the way, this is Barbara Smith. She's the matriarch of Generations Church. And she's one of the reasons why we got to know Susan, because we all gather here together. And I want to say a word just real quickly about Susan. She was, she was fun. She was so giving. She blessed me so many times, more than I can even count. And she was funny. She, she had the most infectious laugh. When you were with her and she was laughing, you couldn't help but laugh. And I want to say to Jason and to Shannon that your mama had a smile as big as Texas. And I can see it in both of you. We'll see her soon. Thank you. I owe so much of my life to my mom, and she advocated for Jason and me in every single thing she did. And so I was listening to um, when she spoke uh, Mother's Day at Generations Church several years ago, and she said, well, really, I just want my children to rise up and call me blessed. So I thought I would stand up and say, Mom, you are blessed. And as your children, we're, our lives are so much better because of you. And we're so grateful. And I've really been discipled by a giant of the faith. She wasn't out doing crusades, but she was definitely pouring into each of us in personal ways. Um, and at 12, she started interceding for all my friends to get married. And she's prayed everybody to get pregnant. And so behind your back, you've had an intercessor. And she wouldn't tell you that. Um, and the thing that was already said, but my dad wanted to make sure that we shared that, um, you know, when she was super, super sick, that that was the one highlight. I would ask her every day, how are you doing? We would do communion every day. And she said, well, I got to pay my missionaries today. And that was the highlight of her day. And then she'd be sick the rest of the day. But if she could muster that strength, that gave her joy. So I can't even imagine what her life in heaven is looking like right now. Um, so the, the thing about the dream is she always struggled with her weight in adulthood, and she said she was skinny, and she was wearing a beautiful gown. So at the banquet, there's no calories in heaven, so she is having a great time, and we will see her soon because we don't know when we're going home. Jesus comes soon. Um, so, Mom, I just love you, and I want to honor you and rise up and call you blessed. was blessed uh, many years to um, work alongside Susan in women's ministry here. I um, retired as women's pastor here at Generations a few months ago. For many years, um, Susan would attend intercessory prayer on Monday mornings, and oh, she was an intercessor. She prayed for all of you, all of her family. 
I would probably know you all by name if I met you because she interceded over you and cried out to God for each one of you and loved y'all so dearly. And when you are in prayer with someone for that many years, you know them, you know their heart. And Susan loved the Lord with everything within her. And the main commandment in the Bible is to love God and to love people. And Susan fulfilled that in every way, in everything that she did. Um, all along the years, anything that the women's ministry did, she was a part of, a big part of. Behind the scenes was more of her work. She did anything and everything that she saw a need for, she would meet it. I think that has been said many times, but she was a giver, and she loved people, and she loved everyone in this room so much. And again, I just want to... Um, honor her and um i know she knows that we loved her everyone here loved her so much and she brought such joy to our life and i will never ever forget her smile and when she would walk in bible study or prayer she lit up the room she just lit it up it didn't matter what was going on she lit up the room with her joy and her smile that i've never seen anyone with a smile like hers and I love her dearly. I love her family. And we will keep you all in our prayers. Thank you for sharing her with us. I am by no means a public speaker, and I'm her nephew from Laurenburg. Um, I decided to come up here because my grandmother is aging in health, and her health is not well recently, and she has the ability to come up here. But I decided to come up here in her stead. Um, I heard many stories from my Nana, who was her mom, and from my grandma of Susan, and the different times that she would come to North Carolina. She was always a very joy to be around. I enjoyed being around her and Uncle Steve. And when I came down here two months ago to come see her uh, with my family, you know, I spent the day with Jason. I spent the day with her, and you know, I would, I would hear her. I would come in there and talk to her a little bit and talk about things that I wanted to do and plans I had for my future and she would be like you know proceed it you know seek after it and everything and someone give advice but she was even at the end like most people have said today she was very uh very affluent very happy all the time even when she was down she was very happy um and that's one thing I remember about her when even she came to Laurenburg when she came for my nana's funeral even though she was sad that her mom had died she still tried to cheer everyone else up, and I want to thank I want to thank God for that. I want to thank God for for her. Um, I may have not known her like I should have, because I live so far away. But circumstances happen, life happens. Um, it is not my place to put her in heaven or anywhere else. That is up to just and living God, and that was the way I was raised. Um, but I do believe that she will be at peace. I do believe that. I have to say, Susan, she was always surprising me. <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> what she'd say. But, you know, something that nobody said yet was Susan was very humble. She really was. I mean, I remember one time we were doing a little skit up here, and one of the ladies um, was having a hard time getting her part. And so Susan said, okay, I'll do that part, and you can have my part. And so, you know, not everybody will do that. And so she would let someone else do what she was wanting to do. And, uh, you know, Susan, I can remember I would tell her about a conference I used to go to in Arkansas. And I'd say, 
well, I'm not sure she'd want to do that because, I mean, it's like a children's camp and you have to sleep on bunk beds. And I think she's a Hilton girl, you know. <laughs> and then I found out, you know, that was, that was the other side that she was a Hilton girl or she could go on the, the missions with Salvation Army or the disaster. And that was the things that really surprised me about her, you know, was that she could be both ways. She was whatever situation that she was in that she would adapt to that situation, which is a real, a real gift. Not everybody's like that. And, I, you know, I just kept telling her, you know, even when she was sick, I love seeing that beautiful smile, that beautiful smile every time I would come to the house was always that beautiful smile. So she's, she's, we love her, and we will miss her a lot. My name is Samuel Wayne now and there was one lady that called me Sammy Wayne and I want you to call me Sammy Wayne from now on Susie called me Sammy Wayne since I was this high till the last time I seen her I was always Sammy Wayne and it drove me nuts <laughs> nobody else nobody else called me Sammy Wayne but she called me Sammy Wayne and Jason Shannon Uncle Steve I love you. You guys call me Sammy Wayne. Sometimes I cry. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really sad because I know where she is. But um, she meant a lot to me. She was a good friend. She had lots of joy. She was very generous. She was classy and beautiful. Um, sort of with uh, Kathy Andrus, some things I didn't expect from Susan. I'm kind of an outdoors girl. I don't mind getting in the dirt. don't mind working hard and sweating and things that maybe most women wouldn't. And I didn't think that um, Susan would like to kayak. It's kind of a lot of work. And I asked her one day if I could come to her house and, and launch because she was on the water. And I don't live on the water. And she said, well, sure. Can I kayak with you? <laughs> I, said, I said, well, yeah. And, uh, but I thought I'd have to pull her. <laughs> but that's why I hesitated. But I, didn't, I not only didn't have to pull her, she did everything I did. And she'd never been kayaking. And uh, she got on the kayak, and we kayaked. You know, I'd go backwards so I could look at her and talk with her, and she'd spin backwards. And it's like, wow. Anyway, she was a lot of fun. She had a lot, good sense of adventure. Um, she taught me to ask for upgrades. I never thought about that. And I started doing it, and uh, it's amazing. You know, I usually get the cheapest rental car you can get because what difference does it make? That's kind of how I think. But then when I get there, I go, you don't have a free upgrade, do you? Lo and behold, I get to drive some really nice cars. So <laughs> thank you, Susan, for that. Um, she was a hard worker. Um, I like to come to the church and work and serve, and Susan was always here. She was always working. And all, all the things that we did here. Uh, she was a tireless worker. She loved to fellowship around food. And I was one of the recipients of coming to her house for Thanksgiving or Christmas. She would invite me. And she always made you feel so welcome. And it was always so pretty. And she did such a good job. And she did go around the table and ask you reflections of things. It was so nice. Uh, she was a great game player. I love playing games. Susan loved games. She was a lot of fun to play with. She was loud and rambunctious about them, and 
It was just fun. It was a joy to be at her house and be around her. But something that I really admired about Susan is that Susan remembered not only your name. I'm not so good at that. But she not only remembered your name, but she remembered things about your family, about your children, or about what was going on with you when she would meet people out here sometimes. And how is this going in your life? How, how did this work out? You know, how is so-and-so doing now? Are they better? She would remember specific things that people had talked to her about. And, boy, that makes you feel important, and that makes you feel like you're special. And she had a real gift for that. It was a pleasure to know Susan. And she'll be missed, but, boy, what a joy to know her. Thank you. I just want to say how much I loved Susan. We went and saw the world together. I mean the world. China, Africa, Southeast Asia, um, Egypt, and uh, she did love the Lord. She loved to laugh. She was inquisitive. She was such an encouragement. And when we went to eat, we're going to Egypt this year. I have to tell you a little funny about the upgrades. Um, when she first called me, she said, do you want to go to Egypt? We said, yes. She said, uh, call me again. She said, uh, let's stop over in the UAE. And we said, yes. And she called back and said, well, I really think we ought to stay at the Hilton. You know, we know about the Hilton. That's a good place. Then she called back and said, I think we ought to upgrade so we can go to the executive lounge. I said, Susan, we don't drink, you don't drink. Why would we want to do that? She said, well, we won't have to stand in line at the breakfast buffet. <laughs> but I got really deathly sick before we came home in Egypt. I mean, the sickest I've ever been in my whole life. And she prayed over me. She's prayed with me a few times, and I just wanted to let you know how much I loved her. I loved her, so thank you for letting me speak. My name is Chris Willis, and uh, I've gone to church with Susan here Generations for about nine years now, and I've known her pretty much my whole walk here, and uh, she's always been very loving, very encouraging, and very, very involved. This year, my family went through a very hard time, and uh, my father had actually passed away, and uh, it was a very tough time for me and my brother. I'm 21, and so just getting started in life, and um, really looking forward to spending the rest of my life with my father, and all of a sudden, he, a very tragic and, and fast into his life, and it was, so it was very hard for us, and we grew up very financially unstable and, and very, um, very poor at times, and Susan didn't know this. Most people didn't know this and don't know this now until I'm sharing it, but... Um, after he had passed away, I hadn't spoke to Susan. I hadn't heard from Susan or anything. And uh, our pastor shows up on my doorstep one day, and he says, hey, someone from the church wrote you a check and hands me a check from Susan for $1,000 to help cover uh, my father's funeral expenses. And we hadn't asked. We had we had no clue. And I asked permission to share this story, by the way. Um, she had no clue what we were going through. She had no clue what we were struggling with or what was happening. I have watched Stephen, and I haven't even got to my, I've watched him over the past few weeks. 
I told him while we were driving in my truck the other day, Stephen, I know how much you loved my sister, and I thank you for it. I know how much you gave her, and it wasn't just the big fancy house that she lived in. No, she, she was proud of it. You've heard how some people talked about that home, but it wasn't the plaster. It wasn't the pool. It wasn't any of that stuff. It was the home that they built together, together. Well, before I get too emotional here, I better, I better tell you one more thing, though. Uh, you've all said how she was quite the, the cut-up, how she was quite good at telling jokes. Well, I believe it was Shannon and Deb and myself who were in her room one day, maybe the day before she passed or the day of, and uh, we're all praying and we're all trying to be spiritual, you know, and we're all trying to be. And Susan's laying there, and she just starts talking. She said, a single girl got on a cruise ship. <laughs> Maybe you've heard it. She got on a cruise ship, and after seven days, she was as beautiful as she could be. And Shannon and I looked at one another, and, Susan, what are you saying? You know, is she losing touch with reality? What are you saying? She said, well, when she got on the cruise ship, she was as ugly as a mud fence. <laughs> but after seven days at sea, to the other single guy, she looked pretty good. <laughs> and that was my baby sister, Susie. Sorry, Susan. I, I told some that I was going to try to be very professional and call her Susan. But I've known her all her life. She was Susie. Um, Susan, Charlene, Fennell, Crawford, Jesus, because she was buried in baptism and took on his name, and she took on a different name. My mother, she would always call us kids by our first name. Having six kids, sometimes she would, you know, I knew mom was mad at me when she said, Michael Ray, it was time to wise up. It was time. Sometimes she would, Sam, Clay, Carlton, well, you know which one I'm talking to. <laughs> Susie, Daleen, you know which one I'm trying to talk to. They told me to make this lively. And so I'm trying to follow orders. But I will tell you this, that there will be tears. 
We're in the book of Psalms, chapter 30, and verse 5. For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I want to title this Tears of Joy. Now, you may not. Wayne, would you do me a favor, son? Would you get me that bottle of water? My wife told me to bring it with me, but I didn't think I would need it. Thank you. This is what happens when you have 36 um, sessions of chemo. It um, makes you a little dry. Pardon me. Weeping may endure for a night, but I am so glad that joy cometh in the morning. Let me say to all of you who may be worried about shedding a tear, don't. We find in this gospel of John chapter 11 in verse 35, Jesus wept. He shed tears. So it's okay for us to weep. But we're going to change these tears today because they're not going to be tears of sorrow. They're going to be tears of joy. Joy. See, the Lord made us emotional creatures. He made us to cry. He made us to laugh. He made us to sing. I, I didn't see the young man's face that was singing, but beautiful songs. He made us this way. We are sad. We are happy. And that's how the Lord made us. David said in the Psalm 139, 14, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So the next time you look in your mirror, you tell yourself, you're pretty good. <laughs> you're handsome. You're beautiful. i never forget a morning I was getting ready to go drive my Pepsi-Cola truck in Montana, Great Falls, Montana. And uh, something come over me. I, I was in the bathroom. My wife was in bed. Our son was in bed. And, and I was in the bathroom splashing water on my face. And a spirit came over me that was fearful. And I recognized what it was, but it just immobilized me and it began <clears throat> to cause me to be afraid because that spirit began to tell me, when you look in that mirror, you're going to be the most hideous, ugly thing. Your mother will even love you. And I'm just standing there splashing water in my face, and I got to thinking, now, wait a minute. I know I'm handsome. I know I am good looking and devil 
you just get on behind me because when I look in that mirror, I'm going to be the best looking thing in this room. <laughs> and sure enough, don't you know, I was. <laughs> I was, and I went to work that morning happy as I could be. See, I overcame something. I overcame. The Lord made us. David said, I will praise thee. I will keep in my memory one thing about Susan. We were there, Steve, again on one side of her bed, I on the other side. And we're praying, Shannon standing there praying. And we're asking God, we want a miracle. Sure, we want God to heal her, raise her up. And all of a sudden, she lifted those feeble hands of hers and she raised them up. She could hardly hold them up in the air, but I grabbed one and Steve grabbed the other. I said, she's trying to worship God in that weak, feeble state. I told you that joke earlier because as it's been said, she always in her Weak state, struggling, she wanted to cause us to feel better. She didn't want us to be. She could see on our faces the concern, but he said, I will praise thee. Job's wife came and said, you need to curse God and die. All these things that have befallen you, all of this trouble that you have. And he said, oh, woman, you speak foolish. For the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. But the most powerful part of that was, he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. And didn't he do a fabulous job on Susan, Charlene, Fennell, Crawford? I'm wonderfully, fearfully made. What a wonderful lady she was. You've heard all day about all the countless lives that she touched. I believe it would be safe to say that she probably touched every life in this room in one way or another. Susan understood what Jesus was saying to his disciples in Matthew 10 and 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received. Freely give. She was a giver. Now when some folks hear that word giver, Right away, they think monetary. And if that's the only giving you do, you're cheating yourself. And again, some folks think just giving of their time is giving. And if that's all you do, again, you're cheating yourself. She was a giver. Again, Steve and I were driving around, and he said, she was a giver, Michael. 
He said, I just followed along. <laughs> Whatever she wanted to do, okay. Okay. But only eternity will tell the story of how much giving she actually did. Touching people's lives. An example that she left to us is touch people. Susan was a toucher. She liked to touch people. Now, in this day and age that you and I live in, we, we kind of shy away. And that's the horrible thing, I believe, of COVID-19. It puts us in a cage somewhere. It puts us six feet from one another. And, and don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying we, we shouldn't take it seriously. Yes, we should, but don't become isolated. Touch somebody. Even if you have to get a six-foot pole and touch them. Touch them. Touch them. AT&T, I believe it was, said, reach out and touch someone. I would call her and talk to her on the phone. It was just something about it. There were times when she'd say, sorry, Michael, I got to go. She, she couldn't stand to talk much more. Last week, I, I listened to family and friends talk about her adventures. And, and be, be, be assured, I'm not going to get into those. Many of you were fellow conspirators in some of those adventures. I listened to some of the things that she and you got into that I thought, that's not my Susie. That's not my sister. Someone told me that she was up on a roof in one of those hurricane-destroyed de uh, areas, and she's up there trying to nail roofing material on. My sister. My Susan. Susan Crawford had her priorities. Number one, she loved her God. She loved God. I don't know where your walk is with God, but you need to love God. Her number two priority was her family. She loved her family. Jason, your mother told me. She said he gave his mother and father for their 45th anniversary a little plaque that he had made. Two little bluebirds. And uh, he made that. Got himself a, a sewing machine and, you know, some would think, sewing machine? Isn't that for girls? Isn't that for? Well, you look at some of the stuff he's made. I told him he's got to make me a shirt someday, and, and uh, I haven't convinced him of doing that yet. But His mother said, my Jason has so much talent. And then nobody has to say anything about Dr. Shannon. <laughs> because she also would say, that's my Shannon. That's my Shannon. 
You know, when you come to the house of God and you're worshiping God, I just imagine that God's telling the angels, that's my, put your name in there. That's my Michael. Some have already talked about Susan's prayer life. She got that from mother. Mother was a prayer warrior. I believe that my mother prayed for me every day of her life. Prayed for me. See, she loved. Susan said later, and she always, uh, I, I listened to Shannon say, my mother prayed for my friends to get married. She prayed for them to have babies. Well, she also prayed for you to get married <laughs> and to have babies. The one thing she regretted was not having grandchildren. Can you imagine what a granddaughter or a grandson would have been like if Susan Crawford had got her hands on it? I wouldn't have wanted to be the husband or the, the son-in-law. You know, I, I just wouldn't want to be. That poor little kid wouldn't have a chance in life. But that was her passion. And Stephen, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Susan loved you. I, I know I'm stepping in areas where it's going to bring some emotion. But it should. Today, people don't understand. They don't know what love is. Greater love hath no man. See, if you're going to love someone, at the viewing last night, I was out in the hallway and I overheard the sheriff. I mean, I turned around and here's the sheriff walking in in uniform. I'm thinking, uh-oh. What have we done? Have we got too loud? Uh, have we overstayed our welcome? But he walked right up to Stephen, shook Stephen's hand, and later on they were out in the hallway. And I heard him say to Stephen, I know you would have sold your house if it would have helped her. And Stephen Susan knew how much you loved her. Her last few weeks were not that easy to go through. Jason, she loved you. Shannon, she loved you. She talked about her church. She loved her church. You know, sometimes we hear people talk. I've been to funerals where they, they talk about these people. And I go away thinking, I would have liked to have known. I would have liked to have known him or her. My great-grandfather, my mother used to talk about him. He was a great tall man. He took care of sheep. 
And my mother would talk about the times that she would get to go with him. And he would say, I'm a gene. Don't get too close to them. Don't scare them. They're very, they're very skiddy. They're very, and I, I could imagine now, I would think about a man six feet tall or more would be a cowboy. Not a, a sheep farmer or herder as you, I don't know what you would call it. But I've often said I would have liked to have met him. Susan was the kind of person that talked about Jesus in such a way that people said, I'd like to know him. That's what you and I ought to be doing is talking about Jesus so someone else would want to know him. I said earlier, this is tears of joy. Tears of joy for having been blessed. Having been blessed to know such a lovely wife, a loving mother, a wonderful sister. Now, before I close and sit down, I want you to know something. We have lifted her up like, wow. You know she was human. I'd like to be a little mouse in the bedroom when Stephen and Susan are going at it. <laughs> Steve said he was supposed to pick her up at the hospital, and he didn't get there in time. Steve! Where are you at? Where are you? Um, she made mistakes. But she was quick to forgive. She didn't want anybody mad at her. Us, us six kids, we'd fight. My oldest brother Carl would get me down on the ground and, and just wail the tar out of me. But you better not say anything bad about me. We were blessed to have known such a loving wife, a mother, a sister, or friends such as Susan, Charlene, Fennell, Crawford, Jesus. I took her to our church the Pentecostals of Fort Worth. One Sunday night, she was, Steve, I say I took her, I invited her, and, and her husband Steve brought her, and she sat on the back. And, and we had the brethren come and pray for her, and she lifted those hands again. She had a mask on, but she was praying. She was worshiping God. And I leave you with this comfort that I know that she's in good hands. All state says you're in good hands. Well, let me tell you something. All state's going to go broke one day. <laughs> Never forget, I was a boy, and my dad told me not to go across the street, play with some kids that he didn't approve of.
I did it anyways. I didn't know that he was just going around the block because he forgot some tools. He saw me going across that street. He went on down to Indio Cal or Palm Springs, California and worked. Got home that night. He said, Michael, go in my bedroom. I'll be there in a minute. Anybody know what that means? <laughs> that minute stretched into five minutes. That minute stretched into ten minutes. And I got to come up with something because he's going to ask me, why did you do that? And way before some Hollywood actor ever come up with it, I had it. He come in there, and I'm just crying. I mean, those were tears of, of sorrow. I was just bawling, and he looked at me, and he said, Michael, why did you disobey me? I said, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy. I, you know, you really had to work it up. You really had to put on a performance. <laughs> the devil made me do it. He said, really? I'm thinking, I just hit a home run. I'm getting out of this. He said, well, bend over here, son. We'll just whip the old devil right out of you. That's the environment that Susie and Carlton and Daleen and Clay and Sam grew up in. It shaped her. And then along come this guy named Steve. And he married our Susie. And he took her off to California. But I'm thankful you did, Steve. What a life she led. Thank you so much for taking care of my sister. I can't express it enough. The flowers, the food the fellowship, the laughter. See, if you see one today and their tears flowing down their face, please, those are just tears of, of joy, tears of joy. Thank you. So I want to thank every person that prayed with us in this journey. Um, in 2005, my mom was diagnosed with eye cancer, and it was just a freckle, and it was super rare, and it probably, most people don't catch it till it's brain cancer, um, but they caught it early, and they didn't even have to take her eye out, so she had these beautiful blue eyes, um, and that was 2005, and she told everybody the testimony of how God healed her, and it was amazing, and so I do the math, because in this journey, I've asked so many people, and you all have been praying with us, um, and really praying and believing for a miracle. Um, and the Lord brought me to Hezekiah when Isaiah gave the word that you're going to die. And, and um, Hezekiah prayed. And then uh, the Lord turned back around and said, I'll give you 15 more years. And so I feel like the Lord gave us the last 15 years with Susan. And most of that, people in Texas wouldn't have known her. 
So in the past 15 years, the Lord did extend her life. And the last thing uh, that I said to her, that her face registered, that she heard what I was saying, I said, Mom, I'm going to sit on the front row and I'm going to watch you preach. And it was like her face was just very like out of it. And all of a sudden she just lit up and this bright smile. And so I was like not ready for her to go, right? Like you all, if you know me, you know that. Like I was like praying resurrection at the end, right? Um, But I felt like the Lord showed me that she is preaching in heaven and she is doing all of that. And I will get to see these miracles and heaven's going to be far better than I can hope, dream, or imagine. And so she's just in a carpool in the the car ahead of us. And we're all coming behind for this big celebration. And we're going to have jobs and assignments and roles. So I just want to honor every everybody that prayed with us and believed with us that our prayers are held in a bowl of incense before the Lord. They matter. They've made a huge difference. And I want to thank every one of you personally and also virtually because we have a lot of people that literally around the globe, I have missionary friends that spread it. So this is an exciting time that I can walk away saying I did everything I could do, that this literally was God's will and I couldn't manipulate him past that. Um, So he won't let me. So, Father God, we just thank you for the opportunity to know your daughter, Susan. We thank you for the opportunity to know you better through this journey of seeing the facets of her personality reflected in how you have made her. God, I thank you for the 65 years you've given us, but also the 15 years since 2005 that you extended her life. So, God, we thank you that you are a miracle-working God. You do signs, wonders, and miracles all around us. And, God, I pray that we would have a mantle of faith placed on us. I pray that we would never shy away from believing you for signs, wonders, and miracles. You are a good God. You are faithful. You are loyal. You are loving. You hear our prayers, and you do respond. And while you don't let us manipulate your will, we do trust that when you say no and you close the door, that it's in your goodness and you will turn it for good. And so, God, we just call on your beauty from ashes in each of our lives that there would just be an infilling of your spirit that would comfort us and wrap around us and that we would have such a supernatural light and joy to bring as many more people as possible to heaven with us for this big banquet party we're going to have. In Jesus' name, amen.